Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, that's our heart cry tonight. That we'll know more of you, Jesus. And Father God, will increase in the knowledge of who you are, what you've done for us, and what you can do through us. We pray, Father God, that we come to a full realization of the knowledge of the person of Jesus. And just like Paul said, that we might know him, the power of his resurrection. Now, Father God, that you will just overwhelm our lives, Father God, by the knowledge of the person of Jesus. Father, thank you. There are so many things to learn in this generation. There are so many things to know in this generation. But Father God, we restrict ourselves to the knowledge of Jesus. We restrict our desires. We restrict our hunger to the person of Jesus. And I pray, Father God, that our hearts will be open and our minds will be enlightened. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Let's have our seats. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this evening? Alright. We're going to look at maintaining a consistent and disciplined fasting life. Maintaining a consistent and disciplined fasting life. Everybody say, inconsistency lies the power. Say one more time. Say, inconsistency lies the power. Now, one of the things we realize about life is this. Many people know what to do to excel. Many people know what to do to succeed. But not many people are consistent with it. Praise God. Come on. How many of us know that studying the Word is good? Let me see. How many of you know that praying all the time is good? Come on. How many of you know giving to the kingdom of God is good? But come on. How many of you study all the time? How many of you pray all the time? How many of you know that vegetables and fruits are good for you? How many of you know ice cream is not good for you? But which one do you want all the time? Ice cream. So you see, the human nature will always lead you to do consistently what's not good for you. Write that down. The human nature will consistently lead you to do those things that are not what? Good for you. So for you to be able to do the things that are good for you, what are the two words you need? Discipline. Everybody say discipline. And what? Consistency. How many of you know if a driver cuts across you on the road, if you're driving and a driver cuts across you on the road, how many of you know the kind of words that are welling up in your spirit? What do you want to say? You want to curse them out. Am I right? Come on, come on. Even as a preacher, sometimes I feel those words. You just want to tell the guy, you know, you don't want to really say his, you know, but you want to say some words. How many of you know that those are easy words to say? But how many of you know the right word to say is actually to bless them? You know? But how many of you know you need to train your tongue to bless? Praise God. So, the Christian, and, and, I, and I, I noted this down, and I said this right. You cannot become a spiritually matured Christian if you are not disciplined and consistent in the things of the Spirit. It doesn't matter how long you stay in church. Do you know that a pastor can actually fight? <laughs> you know, after preaching a powerful message... He goes out there, somebody tells him something that is not right. You know what? The man can drop his suit and fight. And people would wonder, but he's a pastor. Yes. The fact that he's a pastor does not mean that he's perfectly grown. 
he has to also do the word just as you're doing the word. Are you following this now? So we're looking at, we've looked at what? Having a consistent word life. We've looked at having a consistent what? Prayer life. If I, if I were you, I'll get these messages and listen to them over and over again. Listen to me. If you listen to these messages constantly, you will develop consistency. There's no, there's no magic. And, and that's the way I teach people. I don't, there's no magic to it. There's no, there's no one convention to it. There's no one impartation service to it. I mean, we've, we've been in this place and with the service team, we've prayed five hours stretch. But I mean, and you know, the week after we paid five hours stretch, what was happening to your prayer life? Man, you went into the bathroom, you spoke in tongues. You, you were cooking, you, in fact, you were about to cook and you left the food and you spoke in tongues. The question now is, this is July. You know what has happened? The consistency of not developing that thing has made your prayer life to go back to it was before you prayed five hours. So I'd rather somebody prays 15, 15 minutes consistently daily for 30 years than pray 10 hours and don't pray again. And you know, the, pride, the, 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 the flesh takes pride in that. Man, we did 6 hours. 6 hours! The last 6 hours the man did was 10 years ago. But the flesh likes boasting in that. How many of you know that? Like you like boasting in what you have done before. You like boasting in the things you did. You know, if you constantly boast about the past, it means there's something lacking in your present. Write that down. If you constantly boast about the past, it means what? There is something lacking in your present. In your present. When, when David boasted about the past, it was to encourage him to conquer the present. When you talk about your past, it is to inspire you for the present. Praise God. So we're talking about fasting. <laughs> now, there are two extremes to fasting. Okay? There are two extremes to fasting. Praise God. Alright, what are you writing? If you constantly boast about the past, it means there's something lacking about the present. Have you written that down? You, the, I, I, and I'm developing this in my teaching 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 style. Now, I don't used to do it, but I'm doing it right now because I discovered that there are very important statements that people need to capture, especially when they come out by the Spirit. We need to document them and go back and meditate on them, praise God, and look over them again and build them into our life. Now, there are two extremes to fasting. So, like, I will always look at my, use my left hand and my right hand, okay? So, on my left hand, the extreme to fasting is this. If we want more power from God, if we want to do anything incredible for God, if we want to do this massive stuff for God, we have to fast. The other extreme is, Jesus has paid the price. Come on, are you following this? The other extreme is, Jesus has paid the price. There's no need to fast. Fasting is not emphasized in the New Testament, so nothing. We're living on that grace. We don't need to fast for more power. The greater one already lives inside of us. Do you know what? Both of them are wrong. I mean, the guys you have here are the guys who are doing the 40 days, the 80 days, the 120 days, I mean, climbing the mountain. The guys who are here are just the guys who, yeah, there's nothing about fasting. We can eat as much as we want to eat. We still exercise power. But what's the middle of the road? You need to stay in the middle of the road. What's the middle of the road? Fasting does not change God. Fasting does not give you more power. Fasting disciplines your flesh. Fasting humbles your soul so that you can minister to the Lord effectively. I know that's shocking. 
And I, that's why I put it first. That fasting does not change God's mind. Somebody say, yeah, but in Nineveh, they fasted and God changed His mind. No, they repented. And they, they, with their repentance, they fasted. But God had told them that if you repent of your sin, I'll forgive you. What causes God to respond is repentance. You know, people always quote this scripture. If my people who are called by my name will do what? Will humble themselves and seek my face. Right? You know, then they quickly skip the next line. And they say, they go to where the scripture says, I'll heal their land. But do you remember that's not all the scripture says? If my people who are called by my name will, you know, humble themselves and seek my face and do what? And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will do what? So, it's not the fasting that alters the mind of God. It is the turning of your wicked ways. Repentance is what changes God's mind towards man in that sense. Are you following this now? Please, you need to follow this. Make sure you pay attention to this. So, let's look at some biblical examples of fasting. Number one, Jesus fasted when he was um, to start ministering. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 to 2. And the Bible says he was hungered after them. So, we know he fasted and... and, and um, I'm going to do, I think I'll do an extensive teaching on fasting. I'm just running through a lot of things now, but I really need to do an extensive teaching on fasting because there are a whole lot of fasting ideas that we have in the body that are not very accurate. So, this is just a tester course. This is a small bite to keep you on. Okay, so Jesus fasted 40 days, 40 nights. <laughs> Nehemiah fasted when he was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse, 5, verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. David humbled himself for God when he was fasting. He fasted and he called it humbling himself before the Lord. Psalm 35 verse 13. Then in 2 Samuel chapter 12 verse 17 and 23, he fasted for healing and miraculous intervention. Esther fasted for the whole situation. Mordecai and the Jews, they all fasted for God to intervene. Esther chapter 4 verse 3. The early church fasted. Am I too fast? Okay. Jesus fasted. Luke 4, 1 to 2. Nehemiah fasted. Nehemiah 1, verse 4. David humbled himself in fasting. Psalm 35, verse 13. And 2 Samuel 12, 17 to 23. Mordecai fasted. Uh, sorry, Esther fasted with Mordecai and the Jews. Esther chapter 4, verse 3. The early church fasted before they appointed leaders and elders. But the word used that there is that they ministered to the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. That they ministered to the Lord. So we have um, Acts chapter 13 verse 2 and Acts chapter 14 verse 23. Jesus expected the disciples to fast, but Jesus did not command it. There was no commandment from the Lord that the disciples should fast. But he says, when you fast. Matthew 6, 16. So if I say, when you fast, it means I expect you to fast. Okay? So there was an expectation from Jesus about fasting, but it was not like a direct commandment. And in the New Testament, after the, especially in the Gospels, you do not see a lot of emphasis on fasting. Because, because it's very simple. In the Old Testament, they had this sense that God was far from them and forgot to hear them. They needed to fast. They needed to put on ash clothing. They needed to humble themselves. All right? But in the New Testament, especially after the death of Jesus, we come to the realization that God lives in us. Praise the name of the Lord. And so there's no that distance in our mind anymore. But fasting is an important spiritual discipline. 
Now, I'd like to emphasize that fasting is an important spiritual discipline. Now, what are some of the wrong motivations for fasting? Like I said, please remind me that I want to do an extensive teaching on the subject of fasting. But this is just like a summarized teaching. This is key point. What is the wrong motivation for fasting? Matthew 6, 18, to be seen by others. Matthew 6, 18, is the wrong motive for fasting, to be seen by others. You know, the critical issue is not whether people know you're, you're fasting, but whether, you, you know, it's, it's, people can know that you're fasting, but you don't have to make them know. You know, most times you see people fasting, they look weak, they look tired. They're like, oh, what's wrong with you? You say, man, I program, or oh, I did program, I did program. You don't need that. Praise God. Are you following this? There are certain times, even as a pastor of the local church, I'm fasting and then nobody is aware. Maybe probably just a staff and maybe my wife or my family. Sometimes my children are not even aware I'm fasting. You don't have to announce your fasting program. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, you see some people say 70 days on the mountain loading. You don't need to load it on social media. It's wrong motivation already. Just stay, do what you need to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Or you see people just say, I just returned from a five days fast. Send me your prayer request. It's the wrong motive. People don't need to know that you're fasting. Luke chapter 18 verse 12 to 14. We don't need to fast to be justified by God. When that man was praying, he says, I fast twice a week. But the other man said, God be merciful to me a sinner. Praise the name of the Lord. Luke chapter 18 verse 12 to 14. We don't need to use our fasting as works before the Lord. Say, God, you see my fasting. You see my tears. No, we are justified by His grace. Come on, everybody say we are justified by the grace of Jesus. Are you following that now? So, our fasting is not, is not something we boast of. Are you following this? You know, that's why sometimes I find it funny. And if you observe, if you're in this ministry, I've never really done it. Say, I fast, a, I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. But the other one could not lift up his face to God. He said, be merciful to me. Oh, sinner, and God justified him. That's why I really don't engage in the January fast. I'm sorry, uh, don't take it the other way, but I just feel that a lot of churches just get engaged in it. January, everybody's fasting. And by July, everybody has forgotten about fast. Everybody's eating to make up. You know, okay, they'll do around June, mid-year fast, mid-year Thanksgiving, mid-year crossover. You know, sometimes you can just get in the religious bandwagon, and we don't, you know, we don't know why we're doing what we're doing. You know, some of us fast so that God will forgive us of our sins. You know, we're almost using the fasting to tie God like almost like a hunger strike. Now, I'm going to emphasize that there's a difference between fasting and a hunger strike. Because I see some people, they are working, heavy work, but their church is doing 100 days fasting. They go to the office. They are barely able to see the computer. They are just waiting for the time. Say, where do we break? Say, it's 5 o'clock. By 4.45, they say, bring the food. Bring bringing it. Don't open it. Just bring it first. <laughs> By 4.55, they have, they have the spoon. What is five? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. See, abstaining from food without spending time with God is hunger strike. You're wasting time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's better you eat and you are relevant to your boss so that they can just give you promotion and a little pay rise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Fasting is not just that you are not eating. So, some of us, when we say, we have a fasting in church, we have fasting in church, oh yeah, let everybody fast. You go, just go and pack all your dirty clothes. You know? Pack your brother's own, pack your auntie's own, even the, 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 the wrapper of where your dog is staying. You say, don't worry, I'll help you wash today. But why? You are just looking for things to waste time. Just watching, watching. Say, ah, you didn't try today. Say, ah, bring more. Do you have more clothes? Even the clean clothes. You just wash the clean clothes. You are just burning time and you are waiting to break. No. 
Are you following what I'm saying? When we fast, we separate ourselves from something to give ourselves to something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Most days, sometimes I start out on a day and I say, I want to fast. And something comes up, I need to go see someone. I mean, I just, I'm just running around the whole day. By 12 o'clock, you know what? <clears throat> I just cancel the fast for that day and just go and eat. Because I've spent almost half of the day and I've not spent quality time with God. Why punish myself? And, I mean, I'm not spending time with God. So fasting is not just that you look at today, I didn't eat. No. Because you realize that there are some days you work so hard, you even forget that you have not eaten till the evening. So, it's not just about staying from food. Listen to that carefully. Fasting is about staying from food so I can minister to God. Are you hearing this now? Fasting is about what? Staying from food so I can do what? Minister to God or spend time with God. Another motive is to be commended by God. We don't fast so we can be commended by God. I, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8. It's not about earning something. It's not that so God can commend us. So we say, wow, we are going into 40 days fast. We're going into... No, that's not the idea. To be commended by God. So we see that when the early church fasted, the Bible says... Yeah, so it says, food, but food will not commend us to God. We're neither the worse if we do not eat, nor the better if we do eat. It doesn't commend us to God. Now, um, the early church, when they fasted, they called it ministering to the Lord. Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. You see where the scripture talks about those who minister to the Lord. Now, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let me show you what I, what I feel is one of, not what I feel, what the word says about something about fasting here. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Are you learning something this evening? Say amen if you are. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 9. Let's look at verse 25. First Corinthians 9, 25 to 27. Look at this. Everyone who competes in the games exercise self-control in all things. Note that word. Exercise self-control in all things. Then they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we are an unperishable one. Therefore, I run in such a way, observe that word, I run in such a way, as not without aim, that's purpose. I box in such a way as not beating the air. Look at verse, verse 27. Come on. Verse 27. But I do what? I didn't hear that word. But I do what? I discipline what? My body and make it more what? My slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be what? Disqualified. So one of the key things we see that God is, uh, Paul is emphasizing here is the discipline of the body. And being temperate in all things. Because gluttony is sin. Excessive eating is sin. So, what does fasting do? Fasting helps me to discipline my body so that I can minister to the Lord. So, I discipline my urge for food so I can spend some time in prayers. I can spend some time before the Lord, seeking the face of the Lord. It's about the discipline of your body. Are you following this now? It's about the discipline of your body. Now, John Wesley recommended two days a week fasting for ministers of the Methodist Church. What are some of the purpose why people fasted in the, early, uh, in the Bible? Ezra chapter 8 verse 21, they fasted to seek the direction of God. You can find that in Ezra 8 21 and 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 3. Ezra 8 21, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 3. Especially in the olden times, they spent time to do what? To seek the face of the Lord. Now, interestingly, 
Interestingly, let me, let, me, let me run through this and I'll give you a, a... Interestingly, there are certain concepts in the body of Christ that I completely do not agree with, both medically and spiritually. It's the concept of dry fasting. And I've said it many times. There's nothing like dry fasting. Your body actually needs water. Your body actually needs water. And don't embark in anything called dry fasting where you fast without taking water. It's just, it's just excessive show of religion. It's not recommended anywhere. Are you following what I'm saying? It's dangerous to your health. Medically, it's not advisable to even stay without water. So if you're fasting, make sure that you're taking water. Praise God. Now, your body requires water. Dehydration is not good for your body. Then we have what we call partial fast. Like I said, this is a long topic to be discussed. Because I know some of you dry fasting warriors now will raise your fangs. <laughs> dry fasting. You know, when we even talk about this fasting thing, you know we don't fast like people of other religions. You go to India and see men who have not eaten for like a hundred days. Proper discipline. You know, they don't make noise about it. They just feel it's part of their requirement. Here, two days, you won't let people hear what. Daniel did a partial fast. The scripture talks about Daniel that he did not eat the king's food. This kind of fast is a fast where you don't eat uh, nice things. You restrict yourself to certain diets. I'm, 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 I'm going also to different types of fast now. Different kinds of fast. Okay? So, for instance, you can try to say... Uh, let me use myself as an example. There was a time I did uh, a partial fast for over a period of time. And I was doing more fruits in the morning and in the evening. And then maybe one meal a day. Someone say, well, that's no fasting you were eating. That's your business. <laughs> Do you understand that? Because regularly I would do maybe breakfast, maybe do lunch, you know, but I restricted myself to make sure that I was just doing fruits, you know, in between. You know, that's restraining. It's, it's a fast because it wasn't that Daniel stopped eating. Daniel just stopped eating choice food, good food, meat, you know, and all of that. So, there's also what you call media fast. Some of you need to fast from social media. To fast means to abstain. So I do that, I do that, I think once a year or maybe, yeah, I think so. Sometimes for a month, I take out all social media from my phone. I fast from social media. So I fast so that the time I'm spending on social media, I'm, I'm using it to the Lord. So you can fast social media fast. Are you following this now? I'm going to show you from Isaiah 58. Fasting is not just living food. Fasting is separating yourself from something so you can consecrate yourself to something. That's what fasting is. Okay? So you can, se- you can fast from social media. You can fast from negative talking. You can tell yourself for the next one month, I will not use a word that is negative. You can fast from murmuring. So if you will complain a lot, complain about light, complain about church, complain about... You can tell yourself, I want to fast from wrong words. Are you following this now? So you separate yourself from wrong words so you can give yourself the right words. So you have several kinds of fasts. You can fast wrong friends. You can fast a lot of stuff. But I think one of the most difficult ones we have issues with is the, is the one of food. Because our body craves food. Our body craves all these things that gives us pleasure. So the ability to discipline yourself from those things will help you in your work with God. You see, one thing you must learn is never to be under the control of anything. Praise God. You must learn never to be under the control of anything. Personally, in my life, I think maybe in the last two years, two and a half years thereabout, if my, if my, my calculation is correct, I, I mean, I, I drink Coke, but 
I can count the number of Coke I drink in a year. You know, I used to like Coke a lot. Maybe drink, 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 drink. You know, sometimes if you grow up without having certain things, when God begins to bless you and you begin to have a bit of resources, some of you like to compensate for your younger years. You know, for, for some of you, you always cried for ice cream. When your father was like, I need ice cream, they'll slap you. I need ice cream, they'll slap you. I need ice cream, they'll slap you. Now that you are old, you are even queuing with children to buy ice cream. You just feel that I need to reward. I have suffered. Do you, you understand that mentality? Like, ah, I have suffered. Bring meat. So, you know, you need to discipline yourself. So, I just told myself, no, this thing, yeah, it's not good for me in that sense and everything. And it's just that way. Many people cannot do that. Now, let me explain this to you. Any food you love, anything, food, drink, all those snacks that you love, discipline yourself. Fast from it. Just exercise control over your body. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Just tell yourself, you know, some of you every evening, it might be suya, it might be uh, granite, it might be shawarma, it might just be meat. If the meat is not up to three in your pot, you just get angry. Make it three. Make it three. It's three square meat. Make it three. <laughs> just tell, discipline yourself. What are you doing? You're putting your body under. You are temperate. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you following this now? That discipline is essential, but it is not just discipline yourself for the sake of health. That is where fasting is different from um, dieting. Dieting is, I don't want to drink this so that I can be slim. We are not fasting for figure eight. We are fasting so we can spend time with God. Are you following what I'm saying? We are restraining. You realize that if you are doing proper fast, you don't have the energy to fight. Have you realized that if you are fasting really and somebody is hot, you say, don't worry, (laughs) it's okay, go. Your flesh is subdued. Energy is not there. So rather you spend that time with the Lord. You spend that time with the Lord. So um, how long should you fast? People ask me this all the time. How long should I fast? To be honest, that's between you and God. But I see a lot of people talk about the 40 days fast. And I would not recommend the 40 days fast. There are only three people who fasted 40 days in the Bible. Actually, if you study the Bible carefully, only one person fasted for 40 days. And that's Jesus. Moses was up on the mountain for 40 days. Exodus 34 verse 28. But he was in the presence of God. There was no way he could get hungry. He was in the presence of God for 40 days and 40 nights. There was no way he could get hungry in that glory cloud. (laughs) 1 Kings 19 verse 7, Elijah fasted for 40 days, but he actually did that after eating angel's food. The angel says, take, for the journey is long. After you have eaten angel's food, 40 days will be like two days. The one person who actually fasted for 40 days and became hungry was Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 1, you realize that, and, and I know this, this is not what is popularly taught in the church, but this is the truth. None of them, either Moses or Elijah, came down and the next statement about them was that they were hungry. Food was never mentioned. You know why? Because Moses was in the presence of God. His face began to shine. He was fed by the Shekinah glory of God. Elijah ate angel's food. After 40 days, he wasn't hungry. The one person who came down and then they said was hungry after 40 days was Jesus because he was the one that actually fasted. Are you following this now? So, if somebody says, well, I want to go for 40 days and 40 nights. The next thing I say, are you going to have access to angel's food? And you know the reason why we push fasting to that extreme? Is because when a lot of ministers stand on the altar and they tell us how God gave them power, they refresh their fasting life. 
So after waiting on God for 40, 45 days, 50 days, God visited me like this and power flow. And what we actually want is not that we want to seek God, we are seeking power. That's why after people are fasted like that and they don't see any show of power in their lives, they get frustrated. Are you following what I'm saying? So how long can you fast? Is as you are led by the Lord. There's a one night fast. Daniel chapter 6 verse 18 to 24. You can fast for 24 hours. There's a three days fast. Esther chapter 4 verse 16. There's a three days fast. Esther 4 16. Acts chapter 9 verse 9. You know. Uh, there's a seven days fast in the Bible. I'm just giving you the number of days in the Bible. Seven days. First Samuel 31 verse 13. Second uh, Samuel chapter 12 verse 16 to 3. So 16 to 23. There was a 14 days fast in Acts chapter 27, verse 33 to 34. A 14 day fast. Daniel did a 21 day fast. Daniel chapter 10, verse 3 to 13. Then you have other several days, 40 days fast in Deuteronomy 99, 1 Kings 19, 8. Uh, then there were fastings also without specific length. They didn't tell us. Matthew 9, 14, Luke 2, 37, Acts 13, 2. There were fastings that had several days to them. Now, one of the things you must understand is you must consecrate your first for a specific purpose. Amen. Now, also there's something that religion teaches us. This is like when people offend you, you now say, I'm going to fast for you. Don't do that. You're wasting your, your, your energy. Okay? We almost like use that fasting as if if we fast that way, we are going to invoke supernatural powers to inflict punishment on those people. Don't do that. It's a waste of spiritual resource. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I want us to read something, then I'll talk about why we should fast. Go to Isaiah 58. And this is very interesting. Because these people were fasting a lot. And God had to correct them about this whole concept of the fasting. Isaiah 58. God had to correct them about this concept of the fasting. Go to Isaiah chapter 58. And um, thank you Lord Jesus. Go to Isaiah 58 verse 1. Look at this. Look at this interesting story. Cry out loudly. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their transgression and to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me day by day and delight to know my ways. As a nation that has done righteousness and has not forsaken the ordinance of their God, they ask me for just decisions. They delight in the nearness of God. Why? Look at, look at the question. It says, why have we fasted and you did not see? Why have we humbled ourselves and you did not notice? So it is, it is possible for a man to fast and God doesn't say it. Come on, that's the Bible. It's possible for a man to humble himself and God is not paying attention to that. So the fact that to fast does not mean that God is hearing you. It has to be done rightly. And I want to push something to you here. It says, Behold, on the day of your fast, you find your desire and drive hard all your workers. It means that on the day of your fast, you are so concerned about just yourself. The people that are working for you, you push them to work harder. Behold, you fast for contention and strive and to strike with a, with, with a wicked fist. I talked about this. Those of you who, when people offend, say, I'm going to go three days drive for you. You are the people God is referring to here. You, you fast. <laughs> Come on, stay, stay with me on that verse. You fast what? You fast with a wicked fist. You fast for contention. You fight for strife. You are fasting for, out of strife. Somebody has just gotten a miracle. You organize your own fast because you want to get that miracle out of jealousy and envy. God doesn't pay attention to that. It's not competition. It's not for contention. We don't fast, we don't fast for contention. You know, and some people, when they also want to conduct deliverance, they'll tell the people to fast. Say, go, go for seven days dry to conduct deliverance. Let me tell you one thing. Eh? 
If you are not careful with fasting, you will attract evil spirits even in those times. Because once you start fasting, your spirit is a bit open and you're open to the realm of the spirit. You need discernment. That's why people hear strange voices when they fast and sometimes give them strange directions and some of them go mental from there. You have to stay with the word. When you want to deliver people, the Bible says we should cast out devils. It didn't say we should recommend fasting for them. And one of the things you realize is that by the time you fast, you are very powerless. Anything they ask you, you say, do you see seven, seven horns at night? Yes. Because you just want them to end the fasting and lose you and so that you go and eat. When they come in, they like, do they slap you? You say, yes. Do you see anybody slapping you? You say, yes. Where did they slap you? You say, everywhere. <laughs> you know, there was no case in scripture. Listen carefully to this now. We must stay with the word. There was no case in scripture where Jesus needed to deliver someone and recommended them to go for a fast first. Not an example in scriptures. You have authority over demons. Cast them out. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Let's read. Is it is it a fast like this which I chose a day for a man? To, is it a fast like this which I chose a day for a man to humble himself? Is it for one buying one's head like a reed and for spreading out sackcloth and ashes as bed? Will you call this a fast, even an acceptable day of the Lord? Say, is this just what I want? You know that whole religious piety is that the fast I want? Look at what it says. Is this not the fast which I chose? Look at this. To loosen the bounds of wickedness, to undo the bounds of the yoke. To let your press go free and break every yoke. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your home when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light will break forth speedily and your health, you know, uh, uh, your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear regard. Then you will call upon me and I will answer you. You know what God is trying to say? God is saying, listen, what you are concerned about when you talk about a fast is just the religious show. He said, the fast I want is you deny yourself something so you can minister to someone. Are you following this now? I want an internal change in you so that when you see an oppressed person, you want them to go free. So you're not just fasting for your own desires. If you ask a lot of people why they fast, it is their own desire. For instance, you can decide to say, I want to skip my lunch. So I can use my lunch to bless someone who is homeless. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, look at this. A simple example. You're supposed to eat for three days. Let's say how much will your three days food cost. You can literally decide to say, I'm going to cook. And what I will eat for three days, I will use it to bless someone who, is, who doesn't have food. And I'll use that time to separate myself to seek the face of the Lord. So God was saying, listen, the whole living of food looks okay, but I want an internal change. I want your perspective to the oppressed. So it's not like you are fasting and you are the most quarrelsome person in your office. It does, it's not consistent with what the scripture teaches. Are, are, you, are you following what I'm saying? Or, you know, you are, you're fasting and then people say, say, you know what, I'm fasting. After these three days, when I break this fast, I will come back to this matter. You just break it. Because, you, you understand? Because sometimes, you know, we almost make it look like Christianity has no basic sense to it. What God wants from us as believers is internal change. It's not just the religious thing. I'm fasting. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Are you following what I'm saying? Interestingly, uh, a lady, I don't know, I'm reading a story. I'm just putting this out there. I, I've not verified so much as a story, but I'm just putting it out there. You know, a lady, you know, that maltreated one of the persons staying with them, this dickiness in a church and all of that, and then the whole social media raised up the whole issue, and then the lady is being arrested now, being sentenced. 
And the one question people keep coming to back is, but she's a Christian, but she's a Christian, but she's a Christian, but she's a deaconess. Yeah. Those things don't change people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that whole heart construct of, listen, even if this person is my mate, and this person is doing evil or something has happened, there is supposed to be an internal change in my heart that sees this person in the image of God. And that's why God says like, you cannot be oppressing your workers and say you're fasting. It's not consistent. Are you following this now? So what I want you to see is that when we talk about developing a consistent lifestyle of fasting, we're not saying go into all those religious things of going on 14 days dry and you are the most, 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 most wicked person that your supervisor have ever seen. In fact, you use your, weak, your, your fasting to be so wicked you don't work anymore. So I carry that to I said, I did program. No, no, no. That's not the kind of fast God wants. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's why you realize that every time we proclaim a fast in this church, I always tell you, if you're going to work and you feel weak and you feel tired, eat something. Because you cannot be fasting in church and be useless to your employer. They didn't employ you to come and fast. They employed you to work. And so your fasting cannot be interrupting the production process of your company in the name of being religious. It's stupidity. I don't endorse that. Jesus will not endorse that. Are you following what I'm saying? If I employ somebody to work for me, I'm not employing them to come and show me their fasting powers. I'm employing them because of something, a value they bring. If you decide to fast and you're going to work, make sure you do it in such a way that it doesn't interfere with the value you're giving to your boss or to your employee. Is that clear? Alright. So, why should you fast? Number one, fasting restores your health. I was reading a book by Dr. Don Corbett. And fasting actually restores your health. Physically, it renews your health. Your digestive system is one of the systems that works a lot. For some of you, your digestive system knows no rest. Even after eating lunch, there's a bottle of granite in your table. Cashew nuts. You, you know, to you it is enjoyment. But to your digestive system is, is over labor. Some of you, when you are going to bed at night, so you make sure you eat enough that it does not rest throughout the night. That's why some of you wake up tired. Because throughout the night, even though your physical eyes are asleep, your digestive system is working, grinding ever, grinding ever. You eat, you know, for some of you, you ah, I'll go to work early. Let me eat so that I will not be hungry in the morning. So you actually eat dinner and breakfast. In your mind, is wise planning. But your digestive system is working throughout the night. And some of you, too, that's why you also eat in the dream. You just feel that, ah, let me also just take something in the dream in case when I wake up in the morning, food is not ready. So you eat double ration and then you still eat in the dream. So both spiritually and physically, you are at work. Men at work. That sign is constantly there. So you need to give your digestive system sometimes a break. Right? So fasting naturally just, it's like an engine working constantly. Fasting helps to give that your body a break. Okay? But medically, it is proven that fasting actually restores your body. Okay? Helps to, you know, uh, I don't want to go into all those medical stuff. I'm not a medical person. Go and read that out. It helps you to discipline the craving of the flesh, self-control. So you see good food. And it helps you to just discipline the craving of the flesh. Then it helps you to, to control your eating habits. Control your eating habits. These are just some natural things about fasting. Proverbs 23, verse 1 to 3. You know, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17. When you fast, it is important that you take time to read and you take time to pray. Don't just fast and not read the Bible. You know, sometimes what I do is I just separate a day or two 
I go on a fast. I take a lot of messages. I listen. I fellowship. I minister to the Lord. Sometimes I'm not fasting for anything specifically. Are you following what I'm saying? But I just separate myself so I can minister to the Lord. For instance, we just finished a Kingdom Bible seminar. You can take those materials and separate yourself for a day. Don't eat. Shut down your phone. Fast. You know, wait on the Lord. Listen to those messages. You can fast over a book. Take a book. Sometimes I, I get some materials and I'm just waiting on the Lord, reading them and studying them. That's what I'm talking about. It's called the fasted life. I'd rather you live the fasted life than just have a period in your life where you fast for so many days and then you go back to gluttony and carnality. Have what you call the fasted life. Times in your life where you just separate yourself unto listening to message. Separate yourself unto praying in the Spirit. Separate yourself unto ministering to the Lord. Okay. Wesley Duell, a 20th century writer, says, You and I have no more right to omit fasting because we feel no special emotional prompting that we have a right to omit prayer, Bible reading, and assembly with God's children for lack of some special emotional prompting. What is he saying? You don't need to be led to fast. You don't need to be led to fast. You can schedule your fasting. My parents used to fast the first three days of every month. I grew up in my home knowing that the first three days of every month, my dad and my mom used to fast. Most times I fast every Wednesday. I just wait on the Lord every Wednesday. Just nothing. Just waiting on the Lord. But Hagen used to fast Tuesdays and Thursdays every week. You just need to schedule one day a week. Why don't you take a break off food and just, just train your body like that to just stay those fasted life. And most Wednesdays when I'm fasting, I spend time just reading and listening to messages and just feeding my spirit. Just waiting before the Lord and ministering to the Lord. Praise God. Now, you can take days. You can try to say, you know, the last two days of every month, you would fast. You don't need to wait for the church to call a fast. But you remember what we're saying. It's not just living food. You separate yourself so you can spend time with the Word. Fasting without praying and studying the Word or listening to faith-building messages is a waste of time. Don't do it. Go and eat. Is that, is that, is that clear? Alright. So, what are the basic things you should do? Six things quickly. Number one, choose a day to fast. Choose a day to fast. Just pick a day. Now, one of the things you observe is that any day you choose to fast, that's when people will give you food. That's when people will call you to come and eat. That's when there will be birthday parties. That's when the sensitivity of your nose will pick the different kind of soups from your neighbor's kitchen. Your Wi-Fi for smelling soup will be strong that day. Okay? So you need to resist that temptation. I tell you this day, if you decide you're going to fast tomorrow, you wake up with hunger. There's something about the flesh that doesn't want to stay off food. Just try it. Any day you decide to fast, that day you feel an unusual hunger. And it's just your body telling you, a man, a, a man wanted to fast and he said, I'm going to fast today. And everywhere he went, everywhere he went, it was like restaurants, the aroma of those restaurants were just coming. And you know what? He just told him, he said, you know what? The more you keep smelling this aroma and keep disturbing me, this stomach, I'm in charge of you. If this continues, I'll add another day to the fast. Shockingly, those things die down. Your body responds. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your body responds. See, if you, you, ca- you can't control that. You know, some of you also, uh, you don't look at it like addiction, but some of you can't do with bottle of soft drink. Once you see Coke cold or something, yeah, ah, man, you're, you just, <laughs> you need to control yourself. You know this thing about eating, ah, I, need, ah, I can't control it. No, you need to. You need to. You can't. It's your body. Your body must not rule over you. You rule over your body. Choose a period to fast. You can even fast your lunch. You can say, I'm going to fast my lunch for three times. And that lunch period, don't go and be talking. Take that lunch period, lock yourself in the room, pray in the spirit for one, one hour. If your lunch is 12 to 1, you can dedicate the first three lunch period of your walk to praying in the spirit. And say, the first three days, I don't have lunch. I fast and I pray in the Holy Ghost. Or I read the word of God. 
Do you know that if you sit down for 21 hours, 21 to 22 hours, you finish the New Testament from Matthew to Revelation? As you know, one of my mentors yesterday, and he said he does that three times a year. Just finishing the Bible, just sitting down, 21 hours. Not standing up. I mean, stand up to take stuff, but until he finishes it. Someone say, hey? Don't do hey. Do you know you can take one hour and just go through the book of James? You, you skip your lunch, you just go through the book of James. James chapter 1 and just read and just read. Philippians, Romans, you can read all of these books. Why? Give yourself to the things of the Spirit. Choose the purpose of your fast. Why are you fasting? Is it personal? Is it family? Is it corporate? Is it national? Is it kingdom focused? There must be a purpose. Are you fasting just to learn God's word, to hear God's word, to pray for your pastor, to pray for your church, and all of that? Number four, deliberately fast an addiction. Are you addicted to Facebook? Fast it. Are you addicted to drink? Fast it. Are you addicted to something? Fast it. You know, I, I grew up liking meat a lot. Man, I love meat. I love meat. I'm fasting it right now. Deliberately living a peace or two. And my wife is so blessed of the Lord. She, she fills it up. So I have to tell myself, okay, there are four here. Take two and leave two. And it's a battle. You know, when you finish taking two and they are taking the plate, you just say, bring the plate first. Bring the plate first. You know, but you have to control yourself. You have to discipline yourself. It's fasting. Praise the name of the Lord. You have to tell yourself, this food I've eaten is enough. You know, some of us eat to the point where our tummy starts spinning us. You know it's okay, but just ah, look at food, frugality. <laughs> Gather the fragments. Okay, skip meals and use the time for word and prayer. Skip meals and use the time for word and prayer. You can skip your breakfast and use the time for word and prayer. Skip lunch, you can skip dinner and use the time. Fast by seeking God and sowing generously. So you can fast and decide to sow generously. Alright? Praise God. You can fast and decide to use to give. You can just declare a fasting. I do that once a while. I just declare a fast. I set myself to fast and I just take all my clothes and minister to those who do not have. That's a fast also. Every fast has don't, it doesn't have to be uh, bombarding the gates of heaven. You know, some fast is to abstain yourself from sending. You can give your clothes away. Ministering to the poor and the needy. Praise the name of the Lord. I'll end by this quote by Ivan Roberts during the West Revival. He says, what we need is a fresh vision of the cross. And may that mighty, all-embracing love of His be no longer a fitful, wavering influence in our lives, but the ruling passion of our souls. He says, what we need is a fresh vision of the cross. And the vision of the cross should not be something that just comes on us here and there. The vision of the cross must be something that consumes our soul. Let the vision of the cross be the predominant reason why we fast. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the blessedness of your word will, will, will teach us, will instruct us in this way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.